Welcome into a Wednesday edition of Spits and Suds. I'm Gavin Spittle, 105.3 The Fan, joined, as always, on Wednesdays by two-time Stanley Cup champion with the Montreal Canadiens and your Dallas Stars, Craig Ludwig. Luds, good morning. How are you? I'm not too bad. Uh, Late night, a lot of games yesterday. There were 12, 13 games on last night, so... um, you go from, you know, from six o'clock at night to midnight or so, trying to keep up with everything that's going on. But yeah. some good games out there last night. Not so much for the home team, but otherwise there were some good games out there. So I tweeted out after the game. I said, you know, I'm taking an optimistic approach. I mean, you got four out of six points on a long road trip. You were on the road for seven days. I remembered something also that you talked about in a previous podcast where you were ready to go and you were ready to keep the momentum going, especially, you know, if you, if, if you were on a trip like that, you wanted to play almost, you know, as much as possible. So that extra day off, while it seems like you can get rest, you've talked about that. It actually could be a hindrance. Yeah. I I mean, sometimes when things are going well, you, you just want to keep them rolling. Um, you know, and again, I, I, there, there's a lot of factors, I think. I mean, you're, you're right. They, I mean, that's a good road trip. That's a really good road it trip. It is. Think, yeah. <clears throat> I think the, the game that probably, you know, I think they were going to expect a tougher game in Edmonton. And, and I, I didn't think that, that it was as tough as I thought it was going to be. Um, you know, they got, they scored some goals and, you know, and it's a, that's a big win against a good team. Um, and you know, arguably the top two, three, four, five players in the NHL are on that club. So that's a big win. Um, then you're going in, you know, you're feeling good about yourself and you go into Winnipeg and you're playing against a former coach, you know, and I think they all still have really good relationships for the most part with that head coach and, and bones. And, um, you know, and I think some of that has to do with, uh, Rick bonus knowing, you know, the board doesn't go into Winnipeg and have uh, a manual on every page of the Winnipeg Jets, but Rick Bonus does. And th- that has a little bit to do with it. Um, you know, it's always nice to know when you can relay to your players uh, against the team that you're playing against and pretty much everything that that player is going to do. And I mean, every player in that lineup. Um, you know, I think there's definitely an advantage there. They're, they're at home and um, Dallas was just loose. I mean, I, I think it was almost like, the, the the guys from Dallas wanted to put on display the new coaches system and style. And I think Rick bonus knows what that system is. And, um, you know, he stuck with what he knows um, or what he coaches, what he likes his players to play. I mean, you saw early in the game, they, they were, you know, they were getting pucks to the, to the red line and they were putting them in and they were trying to establish a four check and turn some pucks over. And, and Dallas opened up. I mean, there was a lot of loose, loose play, loose coverage from the stars. And it's been a long time since I've seen that many outnumbered rushes in one period. Yeah, no, absolutely. Absolutely. And uh, a couple things to remember, Winnipeg, whether it lasts or not remains to be seen is one of the better teams in the NHL right now off to, you know, their top starts in franchise history. And you're without Jake Ottinger. It's like all of a sudden we've forgotten about that. You're playing with your backup goaltender. And while I didn't think they played well and shouldn't have won the game, it really comes down to that second period. I mean, Wedgwood, I thought, kept them in the game in the first. And it was just, you know, streaky. I will say this. 
Uh, I'm really impressed. I feel like Shifley's got some second legs on his career. He's playing some really good hockey. That whole line for Winnipeg last night was was really impressive. And, you know, the uh, checking line uh, kind of gave the Pavelski, uh, Dickinson, and Hintz some uh, problems. They were kind of getting under their skin. Well, again, familiarity from the head coach. I mean, he can – it's not that – the NHL doesn't know about that top line. I mean, they're arguably one of the top, you know, three lines in the NHL, three to five, I would say, um, you know, they, they carry the load pretty much every night as far as the offensive side goes. And like I said earlier, when you have a book on a team, um, you know, it definitely helps going in. I mean, he knows their tendencies. He knows where Joe likes to put the puck. He knows that Jason Robertson, you know, is a shooter and he gets the puck away quick. And, you know, and, Hellebuck probably, you know, again, Hellebuck had a had an answer for a lot of opportunities that Dallas did get when they got him. Um, but again, I've said this before, you know, they say you don't get a second chance to make a first impression. But, you know, when you get traded, you do. When you get a new coach, you do. And I think there was some some potholes and bumps in Shifley's, uh, I don't know if it was game or just overall uh environment in the last year year and a half there and now he's got a new coach and they all have a new coach and they didn't even get to start the season really with the new coach so you know rick missed a lot of games because of i don't know if it was COVID or whatever it was um you know now now they're they're getting there's always that gust of wind when a new guy comes in it seems like and, and dallas has experienced that with the, with with pete DeBoer. Mm-hmm. so um but anyway you know again one game uh, doesn't mean anything, especially when you go on that road trip and you come out, as you said, with you know three quarters of the points that were available. Yeah, it's 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 great to see new coaches in the league this year. You look at the just just look around. I mean, look at what Cassidy's doing in Vegas, DeBoer here in Dallas, Bonus in Winnipeg. Um, you know, it just goes on and on. I believe all the coaches that got fired, right? Yeah, all the coaches, all the teams that fired their coaches. Look at what they're doing. Yeah. I mean, Boston, Boston fires Cassidy. He goes yep. to, he goes over there to Vegas. They're, they're the top team in the league. Right. Monty comes in into Boston. They're one of the top teams in the league. You know, it, it's, it doesn't really mean anything when the coaches get fired. It, it sure would be interesting to me. And I'm going to do a little thing here today with Scott Burnside, which, you know, you know, Burnside. Yeah. Really good. Great, great reporter guys. And my thing would be, wouldn't it be cool to see, Boston and Vegas. I, I, and, and we're in Dallas. I know that, but I'm just saying, wouldn't it be interesting if it was Boston and Vegas and the finals this year, you know, from a standpoint of two clubs that didn't like their coaches. Now they made, it looks like they made good decisions. Um, if that should happen, because they don't really, I mean, Mickey, Gavin Spittle could be coaching the Boston Bruins and Cam Neely wouldn't care if they make it to the finals. <laughs> I'm I'd have to say Mickey Mouse, but it's, it's basically the same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I'd have to get my accent back. Yeah, to coach you know, that team. Yeah, but I mean, I give credit to Don Sweeney. I don't give him credit for what happened last week, but I give yeah. him credit um, for sticking with the team that he uh, put together because he was ridiculed in Boston in the offseason. A lot of people wanted his head. A lot of people wanted him out for the dismissal of Bruce Cassidy and you know not signing a big free agent. And there were just a lot of questions surrounding the Boston Bruins, and they are off to a red-hot start, and Marchands came back, and left off, you know, prior to the injury. I mean, he's playing great hockey, that Bergeron, Marchant, and uh, I mean, it's just a great line, and, I mean, it just continues to uh, to dominate. And so it's it, – it, you know, and, they, and they're not even playing with their top defenseman. No, I know. You know, but 
you know, it'll be interesting to see how the minutes over there get allocated. You know, the Hampus Lindholm right now is, is carrying the load over there. Yeah. It's, a, it's a good problem, you know, for Monty to have. You know, you get your your top D-man back. He's going to be back in a week or so. And and you've got that guy in Lindholm that's playing the way he is. And you're right. Like, you know, Brad Marchand, he comes back earlier. They thought he would be out another another three to four weeks. He comes back earlier and he just, it was like he didn't even miss a game. So, you know, they've got, they've got that top line. Like I said, I mean, they talk about top lines on different teams and it's hard to argue with what Boston has right there because when you got Bergeron who just continues to win selfies year after year, you've got the guy that can defend, he can score. And then you got Marshawn. Then you're, then you throw in the posture and playing for a contract, yep. you know, and he's going to light it up this year and he hasn't agreed to anything. So he's got to get paid by the, you know, this year. So you know, he, he's, every time he steps on the, every time that puck is on a stick, I believe it looks like a dollar sign to him. Yeah. Yeah. No, good you're absolutely right. I mean, yeah, absolutely good for him. So one of the reasons that I love doing this podcast with you, Craig, on spits and suds is that first person perspective. So Tyler Sagan, after the game, wasn't even asked about it, but brought up Ty Delandria as far as his drop in the mitts with Brendan Dillon, former star in the first period. So Take me in the room and what that means when a, a a guy that's new to the team in Delandria drops the mitts um, after a hit that he made on Dylan. I would say put it all together from the road trip, a successful road trip, and what happened there, that's when you take that game, especially from last night, and you throw it out because you were really good in, in the majority of your road trip. Then you get a kid that that stands up um, to a tough care. You know, he's a tough cat, Brent, Brendan. Absolutely, Brendan I, I never, I never understood why he left here, um, but he did. And but he is a tough defenseman. He gives away pounds. He gives away height, and he stands in there toe to toe. So um, it, it's something that it just gives you another thing for that that group to rally around after a tough a tough loss. And, and I think that the loss was almost secondary, in my opinion, last night. When you look at the road trip, you look at what Ty did last night. Um, and like you mentioned, Wedgwood has been, Wedgwood's been great on this road trip. Sure he you has. Know, he, he's holding down the fort while their, their stud is out. And, and when, ever since Wedgwood been here, I thought he's been a, a, a very, very good, back very good. Yes. You know, so there's just a lot of positive things going on with this team. And, and here, here's, here's what the conversation hopefully is, is we don't ever let it get to two or you can even go to three. We don't ever let it get to three. We're never going to lose the third game and to, to lose two games in, in the, in a league where there's, there's a lot of parity in this league. I mean, you, you, you look at some of, I mean, look at some of the teams in this league right now that, that are surprising not just other teams, but, but the NHL, I mean, New Jersey sitting at the top of the, the metropolitan division, you know, and Boston is where everybody thought Detroit, I believe is in like second or third place in the Atlantic, you know, Buffalo has been a team. And so what I'm saying is you go down the list and there, and then there's the other teams like, like St. Louis is at the bottom of the West weird. And, and Nashville has gotten off to a, a shitty start. Um, Vegas is playing great. Finally, they've been at, you know, uh, you know, they, they, they finally found their number one center, Seattle, Seattle's second in the Pacific. So there's a lot of things going on. So it's not, it's not uh, the easy thing to do to go on, you know, four, five, six, 
uh, game winning streaks. And it's a little bit more, I don't know, I guess, practical, practical to think that you could actually lose two, three games in a row. Not like, not like St. Louis where it's, I think it's eight or nine now, but so as your mentality in the room is, yeah, we're not going to be perfect this year. And we're going to have games like we had last night, but we park it, you know, we, we, we throw it away and we get back to where we were three, four days ago and, and we're going to win our next game. And, and so that, that's kind of the mentality I think a top team will have is we're not going to win them all. We know that, you know, it, it, you're fortunate if you go on to a five, six game winning streak. I mean, that, that's, a, that's a good run with, a, with as even as teams are starting to be in the NHL. And so I would say with, with all of that, that is still a good plane ride after the game. And, and you never want to lose that, lose that game where you're getting on a plane and going to the next place or going home or whatever it may be. So, um, but I think that this, this group, um, ever since DeBoer has uh, had his first practice, has a des- different mindset, mentality. I, I said the last time we did this, this podcast last week, when we were talking about Jamie, Jamie's in a good place. I mean, I just feel that, that you can, you can, and he's your, he's their captain and you can kind of get a really good read about the rest of the team, how your leaders feel about their team. And this is Jamie's team. And I mean, a lot of people will say, you know, it's Robertson's team and, you know, but it may be from that offensive standpoint, as far as where you rank, as far as top players on the team, but this is still Jamie Ben's team. And, And I think that, um, you can get a real good read. I, I felt I had a good good read with him when we were at that Hall of Fame thing for Hatch and Ganey last week. Um, and so I don't I don't anticipate that there are going to be many slides this year from this team that are going to go very long and they're going to get right back on track. Uh, that's what I believe. And and so now we'll see what happens here coming up. Yeah, a couple things to point out. I mean, you mentioned New Jersey. Uh, I'm really happy for Lindy Ruff. Uh, I always like Lindy Ruff, his personality, and hopefully Stars fans when New Jersey comes to town celebrate. You know, I mean, I know it didn't work out here, but uh, I thought Lindy Ruff uh, treated the community and uh, also the media. Uh, He was really good. I know from our radio station, he was really good with us, finding time for us. Uh, So I thought that was uh, cool, and I'm I'm happy for Lindy. Uh, I'm happy for Derek Lalonde. We had brought up his name here on this podcast as a Tampa Bay assistant and as a guy who won at every level. And it's early, but we're seeing the rise of Steve Iserman and Derek Lalonde's Detroit uh, Red Wings. So uh, you can not like the Red Wings as a former division rival, but at the same time, you can't deny that when Detroit is good, hockey is good. Anytime an original six is, you know, winning, I think that's really good for the league. So um, you know, excited about that. I was watching TSN, uh, the Winnipeg feed last night, because I like to see their perspective on the game. And in between periods, uh, it was Filipino uh, Heritage Night. And uh, I thought it was really cool that the commissioner, Gary Bettman, was there. And he was talking about the Ottawa situation. And he was talking about that he feels as though uh, some of the teams in the NHL are undervalued. So I thought that was uh, kind of fascinating. And also want to point out that TSN... For those that don't know, is the ESPN of Canada. And uh, Jason Robertson was one of the last stars off the ice. And it's a game day. So Craig knows better than anybody on a game day. You want um, the least amount of worry and bothers as possible. But TSN wanted to do a feature on the Robertson family. So they didn't want to bother him. So they just asked him, where could we find a picture of your family online? He's like, no problem. 
He's like, give me your information. I'll have my mom text a picture to you. And they did. So I thought that was really cool on Filipino Heritage Night that they featured Jason Robertson. And uh, you're right, Craig. It was a, you know, it's a, it's a two-point loss, but, you know, it is what it is. It was a really, really good road trip, and we're seeing some uh, solid hockey. And on Friday night, we get the Sharks, which might be the best medicine possible as they uh, start their rebuild. Well, you hope so because they're, you know, like I said, I, I believe that this team is has turned the corner a bit. And but there's always that fear when you go on a road trip and you have a good road trip and then you come home and you have an opponent that, you know, it's not sitting on the top of the NHL. You're at home, you have a couple of days off, and you think it's gonna be an easy one. And you know, th- that's that that trap. That's that thing that you can fall into. But like I said, I I, I think this team is gonna wanna say, we're going back out on the road after this. So we get to come home, we get a change of clothes, we get two points and we, we go off to Philly and, and that road trip that they're going on, there's going to be a lot of conversation, I would assume, because it's not going to get any easier. Even though you're at home, you better get it now because you're going into Philly, Tampa and Florida. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Philly's not the same team under torts they're, they They've changed their game. They've changed their identity. He's trying to change the culture in the room. Um, and, and they have done that up to this point. And, and they're just sheer work uh and blocking shot all tortorella uh values and so um you know you got to go in there and you gotta you know you're gonna have a tough game in philly it's always a tough game in philly but they're not that and plus plus the other thing it's an afternoon game i believe and that's never easy i mean there there's teams out east they're used to playing uh those afternoon games. you know the rangers and philly's always done it and you know there's other teams and for for teams that don't play a lot of afternoon games (laughs) they're not easy games everything's off i mean you play 82 games a year, and you may play a couple of these these afternoon games. So everything's different. You eat differently. You sleep differently. Um, unfortunately, I never went to bed differently. I do still the same follow the same program, but <laughs> so you you just try to get you try to get get kicked out early. That that was the whole idea of an afternoon game. <clears throat> but um, you know, so that that's going to be a tough game for them. So they they know that they know what the schedule is. They'll look at the next three or four you know games in advance and. Um, so, and then you look, you look at the rest of the, I mean, what their next four. So then I'm, I'm just looking, they have the Islanders coming back to Dallas after the road trip there. They seem to have their game together. You got the Stanley cup champions coming into Dallas, you know, and then you got Winnipeg and Colorado and you got Chicago in the middle of that. So, you know, they, their next, uh, you know, seven, eight games, they, they've got some tough games. So, um, is this where we're going to see, uh, the new system, the new coaching staff, the new, you know, uh, mentality of this team. We'll, we'll see where we're at here in a couple of weeks by the end of the month. Take me into the Hall of Fame ceremony. Um, be honest with us. Did you picture yourself being inducted at some point into the Stars Hall of Fame? <laughs> no. Well, no, seriously? <laughs> not, not before I'm dead. <clears throat> there's, there's way too many. I've played with too many good guys, too many players on this team and you know that were they're hall of famers to start with (laughs) i think they i think they automatically go in don't they i don't know i i don't even know what the criteria is i i didn't i just heard about this thing a couple months ago so i wasn't as a matter of fact i think the first podcast that i did with razor we had talked about it there um you know so that was when i heard about it so i don't know what their criteria is but um uh no there there's a there's a lineup and and i could uh and you'd be lying if you, you know, you didn't think it was an honor to do it, but I, I just know that there is a, there is a lineup of, of players. Um, you know, I'm, I'm thinking of, you know, so many guys that, that, uh, but I, 
in general, that thing was awesome. Um, the stars, the organization did an incredible job. Um, the night at Gillies, uh, Midland, a band from Texas here, uh, they played. Uh, Bob Gainey's, uh, I guess you call it induction speech. You kind of look at Bob. I, I just said to him, <laughs> I just said to him, yeah, just another award. And he kind of goes, yeah. You know, <clears throat> and it was this, it was not an arrogant answer. It was a typical Bob Gainey response. And then when he was speaking at the end of it, when he wanted, I, I'm not even going to try to say how he said it, but he was basically thanking the fans from when we got here to when we won the Stanley Cup. And he kind of broke down a little bit. So, and you think about all of those uh, awards that Bob had. I mean, the Selkie for the, the best defensive forward in the NHL is basically made for him and the Stanley Cups, and the NHL Hall of Fame, all the things that he has done, um, you know, Cups as a, a player, as a manager, uh, all that stuff, and and he he kind of lost it a little bit talking about the fans here in Dallas. And then Hatch got up there. Matty, Richard Matricek did an incredible job uh, introducing Hatch and sharing a couple little light moments, um, and, you know, and all the players were there. Uh, that was probably a, bi a big sacrifice. It was a day off for the Dallas Stars. You know, they get their certain days off um, a month. And that was a day off. And every one of those players were there. And, you know, so hopefully they had a good time. But um, I, I, I remember I sent Jamie a message after, you know, just thanking, you know, I know how we know how it is when you get a day off and, you know, you're going through your normal grind. When you're day off, you, you're day off. You'd like to do what you want to do. And, and they were all there at, five five six o'clock at night and then they you know until the whole thing was over with so it, it was a great event put on by by the stars and, and marty turco did a really good job as far as the foundation side of things um there was a bit of an auction there were three or four uh things that they raffled off um golf with gretz um private plane and you know some of those things and so um they raised some money that night and you bid on it uh no no do you I, think that made more money than dinner with craig and gavin <laughs> uh yeah <clears throat> yeah i did uh yeah it did by about fifty thousand dollars <laughs> made more money <laughs> um so and i'll tell you what you know we we did going back about three to four weeks ago we did a i'm just talking about Gretz now um we did a um it was called big hearts and we do it every year uh, there were 18 teams that played in it and we bring in, you know, a few guys from, from different teams that come in. Ray Bork's been here. JR has been here. Mike Commodore came in this year. Uh, Darren Pang was here this year to introduce Gretzky was here. Obviously that's where I'm going with this thing. Um, and a couple of cool things, you know, we, we were introduced into the building uh, in vehicles in the back of trucks. Now the players were that were playing in this and so we, they, they called us celebrities. So we were introduced in it. And they were going to have one. Once we came in, Gretz was going to, they were going to introduce him. He was going to come up on stage um, from kind of through the curtains and stuff like that, you know, for the big thing that Gretz, he goes, no, I'm not. And I'm like, oh, okay. Um, you know, he thought he was saying, no, I'm not going on stage. He's like, no, I'm riding in the truck. So he rode in the truck with, with myself and, and a couple other guys. And, um, and then ultimately, you know, those guys, you know, you come into those kind of events and there's a fee, there's a fee attached to all the superstars when they go to these special events. He donated everything back to the Dallas Stars Foundation. So 
Um, he's just such a, a classy individual, and it was just another really good event that that the Stars did. So there's been a couple of them in a month. So um, like I said, they they're, they do things right here, and, and it was a great event, both of them. That's uh, awesome. Uh, our listener and Stars fan, Angie, from Austin, sent me two videos yesterday explaining that Maddie is her favorite former player and you are close with her and she's wondering why she didn't get the invite. She said, I need to know the answer. And I just replied, no invite for me as well. Well, I will tell you, I had nothing to do with it. <laughs> so uh, we, none of us had anything to do with it. And matter of fact, our alumni association, Bob Basson, uh, really I thought things were coming through Bass anyways, and, and really wasn't. This was a Dallas Stars run thing. It's their foundation. I mean, it's their um, a Hall of Fame deal. And um, so everything was run through them. So, Angie, I apologize, but, uh, you know, I had nothing to do with it. I'm, I'm hoping it was, they were all good videos. Just a couple of videos that you have. No. So whenever, I, whenever I hear somebody start bringing up videos, I kind of cringe a little bit. No, they were, they were very good. I love how you apologize to Angie, but not me. Well, what do I have to apologize to you for? Not hanging out at all. <laughs> no, I fine, should be thanking fine. you for that, no, not apologizing. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that's uh, true, but I do get you once a week. to talk hockey, and uh, I, I appreciate that, and I love the locker room perspective that you brought today, and my biased opinion, Craig, you absolutely will be in the Hall of Fame. You deserve it. Uh, Razor deserves to be in the Hall of Fame for his tenure with the Stars, but I understand first you got to put a bunch of players in, but you deserve to be there, not just for your con contributions to the DFW community, but also your contributions to bringing a Stanley Cup here. So that's my well, soapbox. I, I appreciate that. I just, I hope that there's some bartend Dallas bartenders that they're putting on the voting committee to be done. <laughs> well, I'll buy you drinks anytime, sir. You just, uh, <laughs> I'll buy my own. Oh my God. <laughs> well, on Friday, we, we, we get, do, we do a once a, once a year thing. You know, you, you, you oh my. for about 45 minutes, you leave a drink, a full drink no. sitting in the corner where you're trying to hide it. Oh, I so thought that, that I thought that was the charity dinner you were talking about where for three hours, the job is for Craig to pummel Gavin. That's easy. That's not a job. Yeah. That's a pleasure. That, yeah, that's, that's mainly why I accept your invitation all the time. <laughs> so. Well, it does go to a uh, great cause. So on uh, Friday, we'll have uh, Sean Shapiro back on, and uh, we will uh, talk more stars and really dig into the uh, San Jose Sharks and the upcoming road trip. But uh, thanks for your thoughts on Winnipeg, my friend. And uh, like you said, four out of six on the road without a – starting goaltender and losses happen. So I think overall really good road trip for the stars. Yep. That's kind of a, an old meatloaf song, two out of three, but this is four out of six. Can't, can't, can't complain. Yep. Absolutely. Craig, as always, thanks for joining us. You've been listening to another edition of spits and suds right here on one Oh five, three, the fan. Don't forget download, spread the news to stars fans. We want this to grow. So spread the word and make sure all your friends are listening to quality stars content right here on spits and suds. Have a great day, everybody.